I'm gonna really need niggas to like take a class on just how to mind their damn business. Give a fuck a lot of hands, Welcome to episode two of Black Explaining the Podcast. I'm so excited that you came back to listen with us for the second official episode. It is I, your illustrious host, and your guide on this listening journey for this episode. And man, we've got some topics for you this week. The whites, they are yet again whiting. I, the rap niggas are at it once again, and man... But on a positive note, our supreme goddess Issa Rae quietly engaged in her nuptials and returned swiftly and promptly back to her man, her bag, and her private life. And we've definitely got to get into that. So let's get into it. Let's step right on in. So first and foremost, my sister sent me this TikTok where this white woman proudly announced that we all, quote, shit in the shower, unquote. And as I expected them to, Black TikTok jumped on that ass because, baby, no the fuck we don't. I get in the shower, I clean myself, and, and, you know, you might catch me washing my hair, making an album, whatever the fuck, but no. My question to the white community is why? (laughs) How? Didn't we teach y'all how to bathe before? Like, didn't y'all... I, I thought we I thought we had established, you know, good bathing techniques so that we could clean ourselves so that we could be hygienic. <laughs> yeah. Why are we still having to go over with it? Go having to go over this with y'all. You there. I am confusion. OK, America whites explain, <laughs> explain. I am confusion. I don't get it. Shit. So what are you squatting down in the middle of your shower? letting one out and then like leaving it there do you pick it up and transfer it to the toilet do you force it down the drain with your hand like I don't understand I I don't get it what nonetheless uh the whites have shown once again that they are not to be trusted okay because then on the wakes on the heels of this controversy, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher revealed that they only wash their kids or bathe their kids, excuse me, if they look physically dirty, like if they actually see dirt on them. And I have questions. So I'm not a mother, you know, I, I'm, I will not come for anybody's parenting skills, but kids are dirty. Like <laughs> kids are disgusting. Like when I was working with kids, I, they would like exchange underwear with each other. Like kids do some foul shit. I've seen kids 
exchange masks and be like, well, your mask has puppies on it. Mine has, you know, dinosaurs. We should. Kids are nasty. Okay. Kids are always getting into stuff that is dirty and that's filled with bacteria. Like I would think you would want to, you would want to wash them on a more regular basis. But like I said, I can't comfort anybody's parenting skills because I ain't got no kids. <laughs> All right. So this is, it's out of my purview. It certainly is. But the, the the whites were definitely whiting in the comments talking about, well, you know, my family only bathes about once a week or so, maybe once every two weeks. It's certainly not a, it, this is why we ain't never going to be free from this panoramic that we are in right now, because clean yourself. Okay, every you have absolutely no idea, like, especially as adults, because they said that they don't shower every day themselves. It what? I can't even get the words out, y'all. What went into that decision making process? Like, y'all just boycotting water? <laughs> you know, like you you gang banging on tap water or something? Like, what's going on? I don't, especially as adults, you go out into the world, people are breathing on you, they're touching on you, you're rubbing up against stuff, like, you're sweating, you're, and I know everybody, all these, uh, uh, I know, you know, the white walk around with no shoes on community is about to be on my ass, but like, ridding yourselves of these natural oil, who the fuck told y'all that? Because you won't let it go, Okay. You have to take a bath or take a shower or whatever to get, you know, the bacteria off of your skin, you know, the, to remove the dirt that accumulates throughout the day. If you're sweating and if you're, you know, if you if you're if you're sweating, especially or if you're around a lot of people, just removing that dirt, removing that bacteria. That's not important, y'all. That's not that's not a value in the white community. And if there are any members of the white community, feel free to chime in because I really am confused because the whites, they're always at it. But this time, the the mayodacity was especially egregious, y'all. So if you know any members of the white community, please approach them, ask them if they're OK, offer them a Johnson and Johnson baby wipe if they haven't sh like reach out the olive branch okay reach out and touch somebody <laughs> specifically with a wet wipe because what we will not stand for is the funk okay and that's what I'll be talking about that that's what I'll be saying because when I went to school in the middle of motherfucking nowhere there were so many white people that did that like walked around with no shoes on did not shower frequently and they were funky like they stank all right just we off the funk uh, uh, we gotta have the funk they stank all right they smelled bad and nobody ever wanted to be around them nobody like we I don't really want to be around white people in general but particularly stanky white people no need no need no want no desire um I don't want to experience that I don't want to be connected uh to that so <laughs> I really had no want no need to be connected to white people who are not taking showers walking around barefoot outside 
not even and here's the other thing like that we have to attach to that like these same white people also did not wash their clothes so they stank they clothes stank and it's just a stank aura like come on now let's wash our bodies let's clean ourselves off like under you can even we'll give you getting in the shower and not washing your legs but step up in that motherfucker do something make some shake with that towel and that soap okay irish spring is like 49 cents a bar baby you can you could probably go somewhere and you can get it for free to be completely honest with you because man when i tell you that the funk was present like it the stank was in the air and then they have the nerve to always want to talk to you and have all these deep ass conversations about the universe and the earth and connectedness or whatever like girl why are you walking around without no shoes on anytime large groups of black people do that you want to call it a third world country baby but that's tea <laughs> for another time so i if you know a member of the white community please reach out and touch them please extend an olive branch and let them know that if they would like to join the community of people that bathes regularly they will be readily accepted with open arms so if you are in a public setting and somebody tells you you smell like 40 ounces of bounce that ass don't say i didn't warn you because i did okay we are in a pandemic we got all these variants there is a new fungus that is wreaking havoc on just wash your ass, okay? I'm not about to sit here and convince you. Period. So let's step into the rap world for a second. So Rolling Loud is a music festival that happens, I think, every year. And it happened last week, uh, Friday through Sunday. And this year it was in Miami. Um, a couple of the people that were there were obviously Meg had to step into the building. I think Uzi was there, ASAP Rocky, Gunna uh that young lady uh Chloe the Ray <laughs> um and then the unfortunate performers were DaBaby and Tory Lanez now DaBaby is no stranger to controversy and neither is Tory Lanez but um this rolling loud it just seems like he had to step into other folks business yet again um and make some comments that were very unsavory so if you have not heard them or if you don't know what he said, I am going to, I'm going to put them in here. So this is what he said. You didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two, three weeks, put a cell phone like that up. Lady, if your pussy smell like water, put a cell phone like that up. Fellas, Lights up. fellas, if you ain't sucking nigga dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone like that Let's be up. real about this shit. Yeah, keep it fucking real. Some of y'all niggas suspect as a motherfucker. Let's be real. Now, these comments are very, they're, they're timed kind a little the timing's a little peculiar because we're coming off of the heels of you know the Lil Nas X performance where he kissed a man on stage and everybody was whining talking about he's promoting you know not only homosexuality but people are going to get HIV they're going to get AIDS like all these different homophobic things that come along with the performance like that so the the timing of the comments are a little little are very peculiar but I want to get right into this because what the actual fuck 
what was that about? Like, I am the rappers do the whole, you know, shout out to this group of people during their concerts all the time. Like, the Migos will definitely be on stage. Like, you know, shout out to all the niggas that's broke up in here. We see you. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all the niggas wearing a fake chain. You know, th those are the kind of groups of people that we expect rappers to disparage. Broke niggas. All right. That's we expect that. But what the fuck were these comments about not showing up with a HIV AIDS like how does that concern you like yeah friendly light-hearted joking comments about you know shout out to all the broke niggas in here or or shout out to all the bad bitches in here you know borrowing shoes from their best friend we expect those kind of comments from rappers we expect you know that kind of thing from rappers but what the actual fuck was that and if you watched any bit of that or if you saw that clip it was so awkward in the crowd like nobody was like cheer like it was so awkward it was it was very flat like who the fuck how does that concern you I really thought that we as a people pivoted I thought we moved away from the stigma that HIV AIDS made you a bad person like I really thought we had finally gotten away from HIV AIDS being the bad person disease like you know what I'm saying? Because let's not fucking forget y'all. You like to make these comments. And because I'm, I'm going to preface this by saying that these this these comments coming from the baby were homophobic. They were homophobic because the comments that he made after that were homophobic. So it's all full circle. But let me tell you niggas that remember for a while, the the only the person you associated with HIV AIDS, it wasn't Lil Nas X, it wasn't Billy Porter, it wasn't any of those, it, it wasn't a, a queer male, it was Easy E, right? So let's get into it. Because he was a heterosexual male, okay? Easy E was not a queer man. He was not, or he wasn't out as a queer man. I don't know his story. I won't make assumptions for him. But it was Easy E, a heterosexual man that battled HIV AIDS. And that Easy E is the hardest nigga out to y'all. NWA hardest niggas out y'all got the shirts the straight out of wherever you from t-shirts winning saw straight out of compton with your mama your baby mama your side chick you took your sister you took the bitch that you used to sell weed to look it took everybody to see straight out of compton some of you niggas cried in the movie theater when you watched easy e die because he lost a battle to an illness that they really didn't know anything about especially not in the 90s but they did know that it was sexually transmitted and if we gonna keep it a buck if we gonna keep it a stack HIV AIDS is most frequently transmitted from heterosexual sex for poor one for one and from a cisgendered heterosexual male to a cisgendered heterosexual female it is usually straight men that are transmitting HIV AIDS and those are just actual factuals so let's get into that tea first because you men are especially cishead men like to come out of left fucking field with these comments when they think that they're you know standing on this moral high ground like shout out to everybody that didn't come in here with HIV so now at your next show you got to be like shout out to everybody that didn't come in here with cancer who the fuck are you, sir? Who the fuck are you? And who 
the hell cares what anybody in your fan base has at this time you don't it does not concern you but the the point here that I'm trying to make because my sister did say that I can ramble sometimes is that the comments they weren't just you know random oh I'm just gonna say something and I'm gonna stand on it they were deliberately made to be homophobic because the next comment that the baby made were were about if you suck the dick in a parking lot or some shit like the fuck look let me just tell you that I know a lot of hood niggas I know a ton of hood niggas that are sucking dick right the fuck now okay right now because you you're not in their bedroom with them you don't know what goes on behind closed doors and if that is how they identify that's how they identify you're there there's also nothing wrong with that but what if a nigga sucked a dick in the parking lot and still bought your album what is what the fuck is it to you what are what are you going to do about it are you going to give him a refund are you are you going to give him his money back are you going to give him the money back for the, t- the, the are you going to give him the money back for the ticket that he bought to come see your raggedy ass? What are you going to do? He like and then his DJ chimes in and says, some of you niggas are sus as what does it matter? <laughs> Why? This is here's my concern with these statements. Why are men so concerned about things that are sus like there's the there was there's a whole facet of Twitter that's like man I don't if a man orders the appetizer I hate gay because men are only supposed to eat meals or man if a man put on his lip balm by pinching it with two figure fingers he gay that sucks I can't trust him or man if he put on scented lotion yeah that sucks he's what what the what are y'all going through okay are you that closeted that the behaviors that you exhibit yourself and that you see in other people are now triggering something in you is that what's going on because why are men so concerned about things that are sus and things that are not sus let me just give y'all a news flash okay uh, in, in case you didn't know the only thing that makes you gay is being attracted to other men okay it's not putting on scented lotion it's not putting on cherry lip balm it's not ordering appetizers it's not wearing chelsea boots um it's not floral button downs or fashion nova two pieces it is being attracted to men so all of these behaviors that you say are sus or that are feminine is only exacerbating the rampant homophobia that especially that we battle especially in the black community because young especially like young boys like Lil Nas X like he but I have I've met men like him or and I've met young boys like him that are very very comfortable with themselves or have or exhibit traits that a lot of people identify as feminine or associate you know with femininity and the constant call out and and the constant and the sus culture that's like these things are sus and these things like it makes them incredibly insecure and it also makes them incredibly uncomfortable do you know what it is like to be uh, a, a teenager let alone a teenager that is confused about their sexuality or their identity leave 
people the hell alone. This all ties back into the theme of this podcast, which is mind your goddamn business, okay? Unless they not taking a shower, then they got a problem. But man, mind your goddamn business. It does not concern you because he he kind of, he, he digged himself into a deeper hole because he got on like IG his story or IG live or something. And he's like, oh, well, it was the nigga at my show. He had a crop top on. He was rocking out the whole time. I have absolutely no idea what relevance this has, but people love to do this when they're trying to validate whatever type of phobia they are participating in. Like white people get on TV and they're like, oh, I said something racist, but my black friend was right there laughing with me. Or, oh, I said something transphobic. Well, my trans friend was right there laughing with me. Okay. And they're a dumbass too. Okay. Because this man who you say was wearing a crop top, who probably doesn't exist because a lot of straight men wear crop tops these days, but that's another T. But this man does not mean that the valid concerns of a group of already underrepresented and marginalized people are not things that you should be considering. Because if like, and you have to think like, how would you feel if you were minding your black ass business and one day somebody with a pretty big platform got on here and they were like dark skinned niggas that rap named baby ain't shit. Like you'd probably be pretty offended because you were minding your black ass business. Just like they're minding their queer ass business when you keep fucking coming for them. You, what people don't understand is that like, you uh, for it's very free all right it costs absolutely nothing to stay in your own goddamn lane and all of this ties into you know the patriarchy and homophobia and stuff like this but rappers like people like this specifically really get on my motherfucking nerves because it's it's typically unprovoked like ain't nobody do shit to him nobody said nothing to him did nobody run up on him like he just out of nowhere just starts deciding to take shots at a group of people that has done absolutely nothing to him so let me just say like look mind your business Things that are things being sus or you thinking things are feminine, like that ain't got nothing to do with you. There there is nothing wrong with being a queer person. It doesn't mean you're automatically going to get HIV. Like all of these things tie into each other specifically because the a lot of these preconceptions are the reason that queer people get treated like they do to this motherfucking day. But I digress. We all know DaBaby is a trash, just a garbage human being. Because then he pre- he pro- he proceeds, y'all. DaBaby, during his performance, brings out Tory Lanez to perform after the goddess, the queen, Megan Thee Stallion, has already graced the stage. And if that's not just the physical embodiment of disrespect I don't know what is y'all because look 
if if you're not up on it, if you're not aware, we all know that Tory Lane shot Megan the Stallion. Okay, he was caught with the gun that was used to shoot her. She identified him as the he was formally charged. We're all aware, okay, that he he shot this woman. We don't whether or not we know the story or not, it happened. I know there are still a lot of niggas on Twitter and on social media and even in the real world that are still like, well, we don't know what I don't know what else you need. Like it, it, it's really giving that episode of the boondocks where R. Kelly is on trial. Right. Y'all remember this. And he literally they pull out the video evidence of him peeing on the young girl. Um, and this is in the parody. He did it in real life, too. But this is in the parody. He answers the phone in the video evidence. And he's like, yeah, this is Robert Kelly. Yeah, this is my social security number. Yeah, this like he basically is that what y'all need? Do y'all need a video of him being like, yeah, I shot her like all of the evidence, all of the dots. And this is how I know you niggas barely graduated high school because the math it's mathing. <laughs> two plus two is equaling four here. Like five plus five is equaling 10. But for some reason, y'all keep getting 17. And I don't understand. Like, he did it. <laughs> it has been verified. The evidence is there. But for some reason, y'all want to be like, well, I still need more. I don't what you need is help okay psychiatric help because it ain't nothing I can do for you at this point so he brings out Tory Lanez to perform which it's like first of all I have absolutely no idea why you niggas are ride so hard for Tory Lanez if there is anybody listening to my podcast that that is a supporter of Tory Lanez I want you to comment on my Twitter or on my Instagram or on my Facebook page like Name three songs that Tory Lanez has made that are not samples, that are not songs that belong to other people, songs that are his songs, okay, that are worth defending him like this for because I can't even think of one. And even if his music was that good and it was that transcendent, it does not give him the right to shoot people. Okay, I understand that he is four foot seven and that he was probably very fearful because he could have been crushed by, you know, the weight of her pinky alone. But sir, to pull out a gun on somebody who is not threatened, uh, not a physical threat to you. Anyway, that's that's not even the point. But as we all know, the that black women, the, the lack of support for black women is especially evident amongst black men. And I know I, I I'm very pro black man, like don't even think otherwise, like um, I'm very pro black men, but and we have there are so many black men that are just not riding with us, not supporting us, and even black women. Like there are definitely some pickleys out there that are like, well, woo woo woo, and I don't believe her either. Okay, girl, you know I hope that man whose attention you're trying to get, I hope he chooses you. Okay, I really hope he does. But I think the point here is just misogyny, like. A lot of people just straight up hate black women. And I have absolutely no idea where it comes from. Like we have done absolutely nothing but uplift, pour into, and, you know, sow 
into things and make them better. Like, you know, black, a black woman gave birth to the universe. Okay. If God is definitely a black woman and, and that's just a message, but I have no idea where the hatred comes from. It's, it definitely seems like, you know, that men, especially, especially, and you know, social media men are a lot different from, in-person men especially well that's just my perspective because I a lot of the male friends that I do have they're not social media niggas and you know they they will be very supportive of black women and they have been and they they you know whether or not they know Megan Thee Stallion personally they've definitely taken the stance to support her but I think the the perspective online and especially with something like I know that it was shared online and everything, but something as personal as this, like, why the fuck do you think you get an opinion on whether or not he shot this woman or whether or not her struggle is valid or anything? Why the fuck do you think you get an opinion and why do you think it's valid or that it matters to anybody? My nigga, you were not there. You weren't in the car. You weren't in the house. Like, you know, you doing all this stuff online is not going to make Tory Lanez like you. He's not going to invite you to anything. He's not going to give you any money. He's not going to put you on his album. He's not going to listen to your raggedy SoundCloud. He's not going to do any of that. He's still going to not know who you are and continue to go on about his daily life. It's also, all these things are also not going to make the baby like you. They're not going to, they're, they're not going to give you any money. They're not going to do anything. They're not. So you getting online to ride hard for men who will ignore you. The same way that the women who look like Megan Thee Stallion ignore you is very interesting to me. And I think a lot of this does come from hurt. Like a lot of you niggas have been curved by some badass women and you're hurt by it. And you're projecting that onto the situation, which is very interesting to see, which is also why I think you should take your raggedy ass to therapy. Because why? Nonetheless, because even in real life, you might have a female friend who has been assaulted or who has been a survivor of some type of violence on behalf of a male. And she's seeing you post all this shit on Twitter and she's not going to tell you a goddamn thing. She's not going to feel safe around you. She's not going to trust you. She's not going to feel like she can, you know, really be her authentic self around you. As a matter of fact, she's probably withdrawing from the social circle social circles that you in, that you interact with her in and that's a shame it's really a shame because i think a lot of men when they get online and they post all of these raggedy you know crusty ashy things they don't understand the impact it has on like real life people there are so many women who are survivors of violence on behalf of a man that, that have been abused or even in the exact same situation shot at actually shot battered by men who are also online they're on the internet and they don't they they're not they're not they're you're not making them feel safe they're you're not making them feel like their stories are heard or that they're valid or anything like that and some of those people might be your friends they might be your own family it might be a coworker, whoever that may be but a lot of I think a lot of men don't consider that that these the the, the ramifications are they also exist in real life because they're so busy trying to dick ride for a little tiny bit of clout that's not going to get them anywhere. And it's embarrassing. 
Are you kidding me? It's embarrassing. So I think a lot of men really need to get over the whole, you know, let me just blindly support this person who just so who happens to be a celebrity um, because it'll make me popular or because I think it'll make me popular because we all know that y'all don't y'all hate us. You do. You hate us, which is why. You spend so much time online calling us liars or gold diggers because all of these things tie into each other. First, you know, they're like, I'm taking you bitches swimming on the first date because I got that's how it starts. And then it starts off with, oh, well, I'm taking you bitches to Applebee's because you ain't getting more than $50 out of me. And then it escalates to, oh, well, you bitches are only liars and dogs anyway, so I can't believe anything you say. And then it ends up as... Oh, well, she's sharing her truth. The bitch is a liar. I need more information. Those, the, the, all of these thought processes are very, misogyny is like a pyramid, okay? It starts off with these very minor thoughts and ideologies, and it ends up being, you know, a very large thought and ideology that does have real world impact. So, yeah, very disrespectful for DeBaby to bring Tory Lanez on stage, knowing the situation that happened with Megan Thee Stallion. But we all know that especially black men, rappers, they don't support female rappers at all. They'll let you feature on a song like woo woo woo. They'll 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 do whatever like they'll let you feature on a song they'll let you be in the video they'll try to slide in your dms but they don't support female rappers we all know this shit y'all remember that incident when fucking Quavo basically told Nikki that like if you was my bitch I'd defend you but you not so I'm good like we all knew this y'all don't support (laughs) they don't support female rappers but it's cool because Megan Thee Stallion out of all of these people is the most successful per the recording academy sis okay she's uh uh, she is acclaimed she is successful she's got hits honey and DeBaby and Tory Lanez are struggling to get out of that barrel of crabs that they are in so it is what it is baby there's they can do absolutely nothing to take her success away from her but they can continue to be just absolutely hateful miserable and trash human beings so congratulations to them on that okay now let's take a deep breath in and out and just get rid of all of that negative garbage energy from that last section and so we can step right in to the wonderful wonderful energy that is Issa Rae and her silent ass wedding now for those of you who don't know maybe a couple days ago Issa Rae revealed that she got married to her longtime boyfriend um in the south of france (laughs) in a in a private ceremony and baby she must have beyonce's freaking publicist because i i don't even think i heard like a rumor or like a leak or anything so 
I love this for her. I love this for all black women. Just like, let me quietly get married to my boo <laughs> in this fancy ass establishment and not share nothing with none of y'all. I love that for her. Uh, personally, um, I am very offended that I did not receive a wedding invitation. I am a great celebrity wedding guest. Um, I attended Gucci Mane and Keisha K. Orr's wedding. <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, crazy. So it was beautiful. Um, I think she just popped up and posted her pictures on Instagram and everybody was just like, what? She got married? This is amazing. Looked absolutely gorgeous oh my god but I think there specifically for black women is a lesson in all of this and it is the beauty of living a quiet life like I I think Issa Rae does a really good she has done over the years a very very good job of branding herself you know she's got she had you know the awkward black girl series that just skyrocketed and then she produced a lot of other little series that she collaborated with black um, you know, other black creators to, to do. And she, you know, created her HBO series and has worked on movies. So she's done an excellent job of branding herself. And, you know, for what from what I can see based on her other Instagram posts, like she's not a ghost. <laughs> she's she's not just disappearing like you know every week we get some sound bites from Issa you know when she was like I'm rooting for everybody black we were all like period <laughs> okay and when she gave her speech and she was like yep once I get there I'm closing the door like she, we've got the sound bites and we've got the 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 snippets of Issa Rae so she's definitely she definitely still exists in the public eye but I think there's a very simple beauty in living a quiet life and I'm not saying just disappearing and and not posting anything but there is such there there's such a, a peace and not letting social media you know be the, the the primary thing that you share your accomplishments on or that you share your journeys on because I'm sure you know she did the whole this is Issa Rae okay the the showmanship exists okay so she probably had the you know the the bridesmaids proposals and an engagement party and a bridal shower and a bachelorette party she had all of those things she got married in the south of france honey she probably rented out you know <laughs> some fancy ass uh, cabin somewhere and did all of these things she she based on her wedding picture she spares no expense she spares no experience honey so she she definitely did it up but we the the world society social media didn't know a goddamn thing about it and that is amazing because like I said there's such a simple beauty in living a really quiet life now a lot of times especially with black women like when we post things on social media and we you know we we use it to brand ourselves or we just use it to you know share our favorite moments and stuff we get comments about everything motherfuckers be talking about our hair our outfits oh we do it too much we try to get chucked like we black women cannot escape criticism on anything so when you use social media to specific first specific goals to 
only achieve what you want to achieve and only and you only allow it to see what you want it to see I think there's a really big value in that and it probably really works for her like whatever the reason may be whether it's for her mental health whether she just really wanted to keep this moment as private as she wanted to keep it I I think that's wonderful like really only giving the world what you want to give them absolutely amazing because I think in this generation and in this current culture that we have I think the trend is to run to social media and tell them everything and I don't necessarily agree with that like I don't really I don't have an Instagram I don't have a personal well I don't have a personal Instagram I don't have like a Facebook account. I don't have a personal Twitter. So I I don't post shit. Like if you was looking for me online, you ain't gonna find me. Like I have one for the podcast, but that's pretty much it. Like because I want the world or I would like people to interact with the podcast. I would like people to listen to it. Like that's pretty much it. But on social media and in life, I think it's wonderful to be selective who you share things with whether that's not sharing things with certain friends or not sharing things with certain family members because of you know their negativity or because of their disparaging comments there is such a beauty in being selective everybody is not deserving of everything I have seen so many nasty comments online about Issa and I I I don't want to I'm I don't want to speak any I don't want to speak any anything into them, but people have talked about her skin tone and how her hair looks. And they they made all these nasty comments about, you know, just because people feel entitled to critique the bodies of black women and especially dark skinned black women. I saw so many comments. I've seen so many comments online. So being selective about who she shared this absolutely cherished moment with I love that for her I think as a culture we definitely need to become less reliant on sharing absolutely everything with social media like you go on a trip you absolutely loved it the scenery was beautiful take those pictures print them out start a photo album give them to the people that went on the trip with you oh you went to a freaking selfie museum with your boyfriend print them out put them in some frames hang them up in your house like be being selective about who you share thing with is especially vital for protecting your peace protecting your mental I talked about this on the last podcast like this is an era where you really have to work hard to make sure that you're protecting and preserving your mental health because all all the stuff be coming at you from every angle okay you could post a picture just wearing you know a green skirt on a Tuesday and here comes somebody and they damn opinions talking about you like a hot mess you need to take this down or let you be a plus size woman being confident in yourself and just living in your authenticity posting a picture online and somebody's gonna say you're promoting obesity all right that you take this picture down or 25,000 kids are gonna get heart disease tomorrow you know what I'm saying so being in a space where you're not letting where social media is only privy to the things that you want them to be to can be so very helpful for your mental stability because in this day and age I will continue to reiterate it, it it just comes from everywhere so there is really a beauty in living a quiet life and having these moments only shared with the people that are 
significant to you or are significant to that moment because it is not off like I don't need the support of anybody online nobody on social media to feel um to feel celebrated to feel accomplished or anything the only people I need for that to happen are the people that are important to me I want to share these moments with the people who have helped me get there so yeah especially now there's such a beauty in just living kind of below the radar, not sharing everything with social media, doing everything you can to, you know, preserve your mental stability and your peace and your energy um, and everything like that. So, yeah, congratulations to Issa Rae. I, man, what a beautiful blushing bride she was. You know, beautiful things like a wonderful beautiful, loving husband and a flourishing, successful career are two things that have come to her because she seems to just live so authentically and then just returns to her bag and her business. And I think a lot of you can learn from Issa Rae, okay? Some of y'all would have posted every single solitary moment of your wedding in the process and all of those things just to make some some one specific person feel some type of way or some specific group of people you wanted them to feel some type of way like honey how are you ever going to be happy if you continue to want misery for other people that's that 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 doesn't look good on you it doesn't look good on anybody you when you want things, good things to happen to you and you are not bothered by good things happening to other people, that's that's when you start to become happy. That's when you start to live authentically because you can, you can never, you can, you will never get to what is for you or what has been prepared for you if you can never let go of the hurt that you have experienced at the hands of other people. Now, I'm not saying you just need to go around, you know, letting people do dirty, do do you dirty and, you know, just moving on from that. But I am saying that when you legitimately want positive things to happen to you and to others and to those who are around you, then, oh my God, you feel so much better in your heart and in your head and in everywhere else. And then you don't feel the need to do those type of things. So let's, let us all, Take a moment, take five seconds to just mind our own business. Get you a glass of water or some tea or, you know, a cup of almond milk, whatever you got in your house. I want you to drink it. I want you to mind your business and I want you to tune in to next week's episode of the podcast. All right. Thank you so much for listening to episode two of Black Explaining the podcast. And I hope that this has been interesting enough to get you to come back and listen to episode three. All right. In the meantime, take showers regularly and mind your goddamn business. <laughs>